0: Good afternoon,
1: shoppers, and welcome back to HBC, the Honest Values channel number 77 on the NGX Cable Network. I'm Marty Silverman, HBC's resident comics guru, and I've got a couple of exciting items coming up for the comic book fans in our audience. First up, I've got an amazing HBC exclusive. Now, if you're as big of a fan as I am. You know that the supernatural heroes of the Narcosis Comics imprint are the hottest comics on the rack right now especially with the success of the mega-hit crossover series, Coven Prime. Well, like me, you've probably been bummed out that there's never been a collectible that's really captured the magic and mystery of those gothic heroes. Well, I am totally psyched to be breaking the news here today that I have managed to secure for you an HBC Gauntlet Comics exclusive in the form of, wait for it, a limited edition Narcosis Comics Tarot Deck. Now, faithful Narcos like you and me know that the tarot is a tool that's been used for centuries to foretell the fortunes of those brave enough to seek its wisdom. With the help of over two dozen of Narcosis Comics' hottest artists, including legendary cover artist Misha, Narcosis editor Blaine Hartford has assembled a truly awe-inspiring collectible that combines exclusive original artwork, a 64-page illustrated guide, to the Narcosis Tarot with an introduction by horror legend Stephen King and a luxurious velvet pouch to conceal your key to the supernatural world of Narcosis Comics. Now, I don't want you to be jealous just because I have my very own preview deck right here in my hands because I'm going to tell you how you can get your hands on one too in just a few minutes. But right now, I just want to show off if I'm being totally honest with you. So, as you can see, Once you open the foil-enhanced flip-top box, you can see that the cards themselves are full color and sized to really capture the vibrancy of the exclusive art pieces contained on each and every one. So we've got four of the most vivid images here on display to give you an idea of exactly how impressive these pieces of collectible original art really are. So I've chosen the cards that best feature Narcosis' most popular characters. Though you can rest assured that these aren't the only cards that they'll make an appearance on. First, let's take a look at the Hanged Man. He's a symbol for getting stuck, for not being able to help yourself out of a tough situation. So, of course, Narcosis chose a striking image of their ghostly private eye, Inspector Specter, for this card. Narcosis managed to lure the legendary creator of the original Golden Age Inspector Specter, Alex Sargenti, out of retirement, to ink this image of his iconic character's new incarnation. Its stark black and white captures the isolation of being a man out of time, still trying to solve the mystery of his own murder. The second card that I've got to show you is the High Priestess. She represents sacred knowledge, especially in a female capacity. So, she's the perfect card to bear the image of Rosalind McDonough, the striking heroine of Always a Witch. This is one of four pieces by legendary cover artist Misha that you'll find in the deck, and it's the one she said she was most excited to work on. She's pulled out all the stops in her mixed-media collage style to create a stunning image of a woman, bearing the weight of her promise to her grandmother, even as she tries to find her way in a world that she never bargained for. Our third preview card is The Devil. It's a card that represents the hidden self and the exploration of dark thoughts. Now there's really only one Narcosis character to fit the bill here, and that's the tormented young man at the heart of the Devil's Due. You can really see how artist Blaze Lion's bold brushstrokes accentuate our hero's torment as he fights the infernal forces of the demon Ozrock. Finally, this is the thing I am most psyched about in the entire deck. It's the most potent of the major arcana, Death. It's the card that represents transition and transformation. So you know there's only one character that can make the cut here, right? Right. It's Anna Kagatov, the bloody werewolf starlet of Tooth-slash-Claw. This is a savage illustration. In Sarah J's striking, jagged, surrealist style, you can see the muzzle of the wolf emerging from Anna's open mouth in what is hands-down the most gnarly card in the entire set. Now, that's only the four coolest cards in the set, a standard tarot deck, has a total of 78 cards, and this one's no exception. All of the Major Arcana, feature brand new, never-before-seen images of the characters they feature. The Minor Arcana and Suits all feature remastered and recolored images from your favorite Narcosis comics by all your favorite artists. I know what you're thinking, because I thought it myself. Blame. i paid two and a half bucks for a single comic, but this is dozens of comics worth of art and my comic shop's not going to have it. Man, this thing's going to cost a fortune, right? Normally it would, but you know, I couldn't let down my fellow Narcos. So I talked the guys at Gauntlet into taking one for the fans and selling this for the amazing price of $39.96. Just because I know you've all got comics to pick up this week, you can pay in four easy installments of $9.99. Narcosis is only making 5,000 of these sets available And they're gonna go fast, so I need you on the phone right now if you want to have one in time for Halloween. I'm going out on a limb for you guys here. You come through for me, we can get Gauntlet to come up with even more cool exclusives for us. It's only gonna work if you help me out and call right now. In fact, I think I'm gonna go help with the phones, so if you call in the next 30 minutes, you may even get to talk to me about our next secret exclusive. The number's right there on the screen, So call right now. If you don't get through to me, that's okay. If I don't see you at the comic shop, join me right here again next week for Comics Corner here on HBC.
0: Hi, and welcome back to the Hidden Treasures Review here on New Gauntlet City Public Broadcasting. So far today, we've evaluated some farm implements that turned out to be of a more recent vintage than the owners hoped, a collection of baseball cards that included some rare promotional cards from the 1950s featuring the women of the Gauntlet City Gals. Now we've got something a bit more recent, but quite a bit more fun to take a look at. So what we've got here, as you can see, is a lot of the action figures and playsets from the short-lived but much-beloved Precinct 13 TV series, based loosely on the real-life adventures of the new Gauntlet City detectives who handle strange cases that no one else can solve. I'm Rob Francis, and I'm the resident toy and game expert here on Hidden Treasures Review. I'm going to look over this lot and see what we can tell the owners. So let's see what we've got. Alright, so right off the bat, it's a good sign that the figures are still in their original packaging. There's no evidence of tampering or resealing that I can see at a glance, so that's also a good sign. The Station House playset is not only still in the original box, it looks like it's never been assembled, but we'll do a full inventory to confirm that. But the really interesting piece here is the Alien Hideout playset. I've never actually seen one in person. They were recalled by the government because of safety problems, so it's really amazing to actually see one in such great shape. So let's go through the figures one at a time. I loved these when I was a kid, because it was a time when Kenner was pushing their much smaller, hard plastic figures with limited posability, so that they could churn out Star Wars merchandise. Now, Solomon Toys was quite quixotic in their decision to go the other way, making these figures the same size as Barbies, with numerous accessories and real hair. It ultimately cost them when they couldn't meet production targets, but for a few years in the late 70s and early 80s, they made the most artistically ambitious figures in the history of the hobby. Oh, look at this. One irony of our hobby is that sometimes the less-known characters can actually be harder to find, because people don't care as much about them. Oh my gosh, this... (laughs) This is the phone freak character. He's got a trench coat, wide hat, and removable sunglasses. And, yes, all of the accessories are here. The sports whistle, soldering gun, and code notebook. The figure was controversial at the time, because some law enforcement spokespeople said it might encourage kids to start making prank phone calls. I love that detail. Well, this is certainly the most unusual figure in the lot, if not the most valuable. Okay, so we've also got a Captain Kaminsky figure. The card on this one is pretty distressed. That'll lower the value. But otherwise, it's in quite good shape. The detail of an actual fiber mustache always makes me smile. Yes, uh, his accessories are all here as well. The antacid bottle, service revolver, folder of reports, and the mortar shell filled with licorice ropes that stood in for the cigarettes that he chain-smoked on the show. Such detail always makes me sad when I look at other figures produced at the time and see the abdication of quality. Of course, it's the main characters that I usually see at flea markets and yard sales, but almost never in such fine shape. Of course, it's the main characters that I usually see at flea markets and yard sales, but almost never in such fine shape. This is Alf Stewart, wearing his professional outfit. He was, if you'll recall, the hunky Australian import who also worked for Aeon. He's got a real fiber mustache, along with accessories, including his service revolver, his special Aeon-issued assault rifle, and a bandolier of three signal grenades that he used to jam TV and radio transmissions. Oh, and look at this! The box is flattened and the cellophane is missing, but this is the special combat armor costume that came free with a coupon included in the ALF's Jeep playset. Now, the vehicle isn't part of this lot, unfortunately, but this means that the owners had it at one time, or at least had a friend who did, so that they could send in the mail-in offer to get the free costume. So, moving on... Oh, this is a fully mint-in-package, Molly Cunningham in her expert outfit. Oh, my, it looks like it just came off the line at the factory. It's really quite extraordinary. Fiber hair, as with the other figures, removable glasses, and, of course, the removable lab coat. There's her service revolver, the silver sword she used many times on the show, her famous microscope, and my very favorite accessory as a kid, the flamethrower, who has wanted one but never found a Molly figure at the store. This is... this is just amazing. Oh, and this is so neat. A complete Darius Cordell in spell-slinger configuration. These are probably the easiest figures to find, but almost none of them still have Darius's signature wand, because they broke so easily during play. The card on this figure's in rough shape, and there's definitely some flaking of the glue, but there's the wand, along with his service revolver. Book of Spells and the removable newsy bag that you can actually store other accessories in. This is... <laughs> I'm really reliving my childhood here. Now it's important to note, before we look at the play sets, that this set is missing the Indra Ramirez figure, as well as her motorcycle vehicle playset this set carded her in her wronged outfit with a motorcycle jacket and removable helmet she was accessorized with her fireman's axe a hunting rifle and of course her ubiquitous colt 45 she's tough to find these days because of the unfortunate internet meme of her action figure slaying the official twilight barbie figures has caused the value of any remaining examples of her to go through the roof, enough that it's unfortunately worth more to sell her separately than you would lose by breaking up the set. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's take a look at these playsets. As I said, the Station House is in its original packaging. Unlike many other playsets, each Precinct 13 playset came with a bonus figure included. In this case... Yes, it's Rookie Carter, the recent Academy graduate who always got mixed up in cases he wasn't ready for and harbored a long-time crush on Detective Cunningham. He's got his beat cop uniform with a removable hat, service revolver, handcuffs, and coffee pitcher. The place itself requires quite a bit of assembly, but as you can see, the lion's share of it is taken up by Molly's lab with a rolling gurney, chemistry set, and research library. The blackboard on the wall is actually a mounted magic slate erasable board that you could erase by pulling up the plastic. You could actually write on it using Darius's wand. You can see that the right-hand wall has a sign that says Aeon Parking Only for Alf's Jeep. The bullpen part is actually smaller than the lab, but the coffee machine is, of course, a nice touch. I never had one of these, But I had a friend who did, and we spent many hours barking out orders to each other's figures. just wonderful. And finally, this is the piece that turns this lot from remarkable to really outstanding. I'm feeling, I don't know, perhaps a little faint to actually be holding one of these. It's the Alien Hideout playset. And as far as I know, there's only about a dozen known in circulation. Only three of them still have boxes, and none of them a box in this pristine condition. It's... wow. The detail is... of the existing playsets. sets. Most of them have some damage to the antenna that juts out of the middle of the playset, set, and the lights that represent the voltage flowing through it are mostly either broken or simply missing. The alien Molly figure that the playset came with is actually much easier to find than the playset itself. You can see that they've used the same mold as expert Molly, but simply reversed it. Her hair is parted on the left instead of the right, and it's her left hand that's molded to hold accessories instead of her right. Now, the alien jumpsuit is probably the raciest outfit in the set, and probably would have not gotten past toy censors if they had included it in the original. It's a little sad, I think, that cosplayers have fixated on it as their Molly costume of choice when she never actually wore it on the show. Alien Molly comes accessorized with an alien electro-pistol, electro-cerebral control box, and electro-stun baton. It's impossible to tell if they light up the way they're supposed to without removing her from the packaging. But the lack of included batteries means there won't be any corrosion or battery acid inside her back. That's a pretty common problem with these figures, but a hard one to spot unless you really know what to look for. Getting back to the set itself, in addition to the main tower, there's the alien lab with Gurney, and the electro chamber that fits any of the other figures, the alien maze with removable dead ends and doors to allow for changing configuration, and of course, the construction crane with a sniper spot and swinging boom arm. The entire set is just massive, which was another barrier to retailers stocking it. But it's just—I'm really overcome with how impressive it is in the flesh. The presence of this piece. And this condition means that, pending full verification by a reliable auction house, it's likely that this lot will easily fetch in the mid to high five figures, possibly more, depending on the specific bidders. I'm advising the lucky treasure hunters who brought it to us to immediately insure it and contact our auction division to arrange for a prompt sale. Congratulations. This was... This was honestly a pleasure and an honor, and I can't thank THR enough for inviting me to review this lot. Thanks very much, and happy hunting.